Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. If you haven't already signed up for my newsletter, I highly recommend it. You can find the link to it in the show notes or in the description of this episode. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you're going to hear from me a couple times a week where I share with you latest content I've been developing and latest discounts on my products. So you get both. So if you're not already signed up, I encourage you to do it. Again, the link is in the description or in the show notes. Today, I'm going to talk about five ways to increase your divorce risk. Most of us have some of these behaviors, but we may not realize having these behaviors is increasing our divorce risk. Do you want to increase your divorce risk? Most likely you don't. So it's important to become mindful and aware of your behaviors to recognize how destructive and how harmful they can be to the longevity of your relationship. So let's dig in. The first one is dismissing your partner's needs. What do you do when your partner comes to you with a need? That need may be, I want to feel more emotionally connected. That need might be, I want to feel more sexually close. That need might be, I want us to have more quality time together. The need might be, I want to feel more affection. I want, I want to be touched more non-sexually. These needs are fillers. If you're doing your love buckets that I talk about with the Keep the Glow app, the fillers are the needs. Those are the things we all crave. We all yearn for them. It's these urges that are involuntary that we have in close, committed relationships like marriage. And so your partner has needs, you have needs. The question mark is how do you respond to your spouse's needs? A lot of us judge those needs and we dismiss them because they're not our own. So if your partner comes to you and they want emotional intimacy and they're complaining that there's not enough emotional intimacy in the marriage, what do you do? Do you scoff at that request and do you say, that's not who I am, get over it? That's what a lot of people do. And when you have that reaction, you're telling your partner they're going to have to stay in this relationship without their top need being met and that just turned marriage into a prison. So no matter what your partner's need is, learn to honor that need. Learn to be sensitive to that need. You might need to read some books on how to get better. You might need to see a counselor on how to get better. You might need to listen to some podcast episodes on how to get better on this need that your partner wants because most likely it's not your natural tendency. It's not your natural bent. But the worst thing you can do is judge and dismiss that need and then ignore it because that's gonna make your partner eventually not want to stay in the relationship with you. And that's not how you want them to respond to your needs. So treat them in the way you wanna be treated. The golden rule applies in marriage. Treat your partner in the way you want them to treat you. And that starts with honoring their needs. Now when they say a need, it doesn't mean you have to meet it exactly how they want it because you have to learn to meet their needs in a way that also works for you because that makes it sustainable. So let's say your partner says, I have higher sexual needs in our marriage. We're not having sexual contact often. That's the main way I feel loved. I would love for us to have more sexual contact. Don't feel like you have to do everything your partner wants sexually to honor that need. Instead, you think about how can I honor their need for sexual contact in a way that's also gonna work for me. 
because that creates a win-win. Number two, if you want to increase your divorce risk, risk, be mean. We lose our manners in marriage. The longer we're together, the more complacent we become. Think of this example. Your friend comes over, you're sharing a glass of wine, and your friend accidentally spills wine on your carpet. How would you respond? Most likely you would say, oh, no problem. You know, that's, I've done the same thing. I can get that out, no sweat. If your partner spilled the glass of wine, you probably would respond like this. What's wrong with you? You're such an idiot. You're so clumsy. See the difference? It's pretty glaring. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of us become with our partner over time. We lose our manners. We stop being kind. We stop being sensitive. I was working with a, a couple recently and they're engaged. And it really stands out to me how thoughtful, engaged couples are with each other. They're very considerate. Oh, you go first. No, it's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. You can go. Oh, I didn't want you to think I was thinking this because I didn't mean that. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. It's okay. I, I knew you didn't, you didn't mean it that way. There's a lot of comments like that with engaged couples because they have such good manners. And then I work with couples who've been together 10, 15, 20 years, and there's almost no manners. So if you want to increase your divorce risk, don't have good manners and be mean. Number three, if you want to increase your divorce risk, break trust. Trust is one of those things where it's easy to break, hard to build. And trust is built by all sorts of things in your relationship. It's doing what you say you're going to do. It's following through. It's showing up when you say you're going to show up. It's being dependable and it's being honest. So a lot of times when we hear trust, our mind goes to breaking trust with other people, such as having an affair, creating a dating profile, emailing other people, reconnecting with old boyfriends or girlfriends. Yes, obviously that is a breach of trust. But breaches of trust happen in all sorts of other areas. Anytime you are not being forthcoming and honest with your partner, you're breaching trust. And when your partner finds out about that, it's gonna crush them and make you seem not trustworthy. And the more times you do that, the more you're increasing your divorce risk because no one wants to be married to someone untrustworthy. It makes you feel unsafe, makes you feel insecure, makes you feel like you don't even know your partner. And then you start second guessing everything. Number four, if you wanna increase your divorce risk, Make something else more important than your partner. Are you guilty of this? This can be all sorts of things. Maybe it's a sport that you're obsessed with. Maybe it's something on TV that you're watching all the time. Maybe it's a podcast that you're listening to all the time. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's a group of friends you're always with. Maybe it's your work and you're a workaholic. Think about, does your partner feel first place? in your life? Most likely, they don't. A lot of us screw up on this step. A lot of us make other things first, and we give our first fruits to other activities, other people, and then inevitably, our partner gets the crumbs. My wife and I have both been guilty of this. I can remember a time when I was going through graduate school, launching my career, that I was obsessed and around the clock would be thinking about career-related topics and how to get everything off the ground. And that was 
getting all of my attention, all of my energy, and my wife felt like she was getting the crumbs. So I had to really own that and work on that. Other times, my wife has done similarly in other ways, where she got really close to a group of friends and they started volunteering together, and that became her main focus, so much so that I feel like I started getting the crumbs. And so we both have been guilty of making other things first in our lives instead of one another. And you do that long enough, another person's going to want out of the relationship because none of us want to feel second. None of us want to feel like we get the crumbs. All of us want to feel like we come first, that we're most important in your life. That's what made us fall in love with you in the first place. That's how you made us feel when we were dating and when we were courting. We want to keep feeling that the rest of our relationship. Number five, if you want to increase your affair risk, don't share power on decisions. So sharing power means when you are in an, at an impasse with your spouse over any decision that impacts your relationship, whether it's a financial decision, whether it's a parenting decision, whether it's a decision on how you're going to do the house, house chores, how you're going to split up workloads, whatever it is, there's so many micro and macro decisions that we make in marriage, in long-term relationships. There's lots and lots of decisions. And if you're not in the habit of sharing power and instead you force your way, you want things done the way you want them done, you're not willing to compromise, you're not willing to seek a win-win, you're not willing to meet in the middle. If that's you, you're not sharing power and guess what? That's going to increase your divorce risk because no one wants to feel voiceless. No one wants to feel powerless. No one wants to feel like what they have to say doesn't matter. But if you're not sharing power on decisions, that's exactly what it feels like on the other side of you. So that's a fifth way to increase your divorce risk is by not sharing power. And my wife and I are also guilty of this one. There's been times in our lives where I have not shared power and I have been too strong-willed and I wanted things my way and it made my wife feel voiceless. There's been other seasons, other topics where my wife has been that way. She's been really strong-willed. She's been very unyielding and wanted things her way, and I felt voiceless. And so I know how it feels, and so does she. So it's been a growth area for both of us to learn how to share power. And that's a catchphrase you can use in your relationship. You can say, I feel like we're not sharing power on this decision. So those are five ways to increase your divorce risk. Number one, dismiss your partner's needs. Number two, be mean. Number three, break trust. Number four, make something else more important than your partner. And number five, don't share power. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. For more relationship resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it, you nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you.